In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ. This is the 15th sermon in this series of homilies on the divine liturgy of the Holy Orthodox Church. And thus far, we have been going step by step through the book of Genesis, detailing God's revelation to man of who he is, who we are because of him, and how he desires to be worshipped. So today we come to one of the most perplexing, challenging, and foundational events in this narrative. After many promises from God, and after many years of waiting, Abraham and Sarah are finally given the gift of their son Isaac. The fulfillment of God's promise that from Abraham he would make a great nation and out of his loins would come one who would be a blessing to all nations. Isaac was the fulfillment of this promise. He was everything to them, to Abraham and Sarah. And then something very strange happens. God asked Abraham to do something totally contrary to every human way of thinking. He asked him to offer up his son Isaac as a burnt offering. If God is good, how could he make such a demand of Abraham? This raises an interesting question. Is God good because he is God? Or is he God because he is good? Neither question can be answered adequately. The truth is that God is beyond all human constru constructs or ways of thinking. When we say that God is good, we, we don't even, we can't even define what that means. Because his goodness is beyond any human concept. The closest thing that we can say about God is, quoting Holy Scripture, God is love. God is love. And God has chosen to reveal himself as Trinity, as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three persons sharing one divine nature. God, by nature, is other-oriented. Because he is three persons, not one. He is not a lonely God. He is not a solitary God. He is not an egotistical God. His orientation as God is towards others. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are oriented towards one another out of love. You can see this beautifully in the icon of the hospitality of Abraham, the three angels. You study that icon very closely and look at their faces. 
Look at their orientation. They are oriented towards one another in love, in humility, in honor, respect, in conciliarity. And this is the image in which we are created. God is love, which by definition is relational, always oriented toward the other. This is the essence of who man is created in the image of God to be, in a relationship with God, with other humans. So we find in Abraham a person who totally understands this. He is so faithful to God. He believes in God so much that he is able to set aside all of his own concepts and constructs of what is good for the love of God. And this is just incomprehensible. This is beyond our understanding. And yet this is, this is who he was. Abraham was that way. <clears throat> you know, Scripture doesn't fill us in on the psychology, the drama, the emotional aspect of what this must have been like for Abraham. He's not a cardboard figure. He was a human being like us. He was a father. He was a husband. And here he is, here he is offering up his only son, his beloved son. God said to Abraham, Offer up your beloved son, the one whom you love. God emphasizes the belovedness of Isaac twice. Your beloved son, the one whom you love. Of course, you know, Abraham was well acquainted with the concept of sacrifice. Wherever he went, wherever he moved to, the first thing he did is he built an altar. And he offered sacrifice to God. This was deeply woven into his life, this concept of sacrifice. And the cultures around him probably were offering human sacrifice either through their own imagination of what they needed to do to appease God or through the inspiration of demons. But not so Abraham, not so the nation that God had called Abraham to establish. And thus far, God in his revelation to mankind makes no such demand upon humans to offer up human sacrifice. And yet in this story, we find God asking Abraham to do that very thing. Now this story is real. It's historical. But like the rest of the narrative, it's also symbolic. It's also typological and prophetic. 
It actually happened in space and time to real human beings, but it was symbolic of a deeper reality and prophetic of something that was going to happen in the future. And so we find this puzzling request from God. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. And he said, Take now your beloved son, Isaac, whom you love. Go to the land of Moriah. A mountain. Mount Moriah. And offer him there as a whole burnt offering on one of the mountains, I tell you. Again, notice how God clearly says, Take your beloved son the one whom you love. So Abraham went with Isaac with the wood for the altar, with fire, probably a tinder box with coals in it that could easily be used to start the fire, and with servants to the place God appointed. And when they arrived at the place, Abraham instructed his servants to remain there while he and Isaac went up on the mountain. Servants could not go. This was something only God could do between Abraham and Isaac. The servants might have interfered, just as Peter tried to interfere on the night when Christ was offered up, pulled out a sword. When they arrived at the place, Abraham instructed his servants to remain there while he and Isaac went up on the mountain. The mountain is Calvary. Mount Moriah is Calvary. Abraham, he represents the Father, God the Father. Isaac represents the Son, the Son of God. And by the way, Mount Moriah is the mountain where God eventually instructed Solomon to build the temple. See how it's all coming together in, in symbolism, in allegory, in typology, and in, in prophetic fulfillment. So Abraham took the firewood, now the the firewood of the whole burnt offering, and laid it on his son Isaac. The firewood is the cross, which Christ bore on himself, on his back, going to Calvary. When they arrived, Isaac said to Abraham, My father, here is the fire and the firewood. But where is the sheep for the whole burnt offering? You see, Isaac is a type of Christ. You can think of Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane, speaking to God the Father before his crucifixion. Where is the sheep for the whole burnt offering? Then Abraham utters the most profound Prophecy in the Old Testament thus far that we have studied. My son, God will provide for himself 
the sheep for a whole burnt offering. What a powerful statement. What was going on in Abraham's mind as he uttered these words? What did, did Abraham know? Did he understand? God himself will provide a sheep. St. James, in his letter, explains, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. And Abraham's prophecy is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. God the Father provided for himself the Lamb by offering his only begotten Son, his beloved Son, his beloved Son, the one whom he loved from before the foundations of the world. He offers him as a living sacrifice for the sins of the world. St. John the Evangelist expresses it in that famous verse that we all know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The eternal word of God, eternally born of the Father before all ages, took on human nature, took on flesh, became incarnate, with a body which he received from the Blessed Virgin Mary and joined it to his divine nature and then in the fullness of time was sacrificed on the cross for the salvation of the world. In a similar way that Isaac was delivered from death, and we know the rest of the story, at the moment that Abraham raised his knife to slay his son, God intervened. And it's almost as if Isaac died and was resurrected. In Abraham's mind, he had reconciled himself to the death of his son. But in God's mercy, he was spared that. And his son was given back to him. And then he noticed a ram caught in the thickets next to where they were, and that ram became the sacrifice. In a similar way that Isaac was delivered from death because of the faith of Abraham, so also God the Father did not allow his son to be conquered by death, but rather resurrected him on the third day. This, my children in Christ, is the essence of what we celebrate every Sunday in the Lord's Supper in the Divine Liturgy of the Holy Orthodox Church. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ. Amen.